Revival Explosion Ministries presents Faith Connection Church's podcast with Hermes Falco Jr. We always bring a message of faith and hope that will encourage your walk with God. Enjoy it. I believe that as a church, as the body of Christ, we need to be very alert and very aware of spiritual warfare. Because I believe that much of what people go through is spiritual. And the thing is that we don't know about is that the spiritual affects the natural and the emotional realm. So even if something is happening in the natural realm, many times it's a result of what's happening in the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm affects and dominates and directs the natural realm. If something is going right in the spirit, it will eventually affect the natural realm. If something is going wrong in the spiritual realm, trust me, it will affect the natural realm. And there are people with family issues, with uh, addictions, with bondages, oppression of the devil, sometimes spiritual um, spirits of infirmity. And they are being oppressed and tormented and they don't know why it's an attack of the enemy and i believe that the enemy must be exposed by the church whenever there's light light exposes what is in the dark light allows you to see what is hidden if you come into this building and you don't see anything here you may bump into these chairs you're not able to see but if you turn the light on everything becomes clear and you know where everything is same thing in the spiritual realm there are many things in our lives in the spirit that we're not able to see with the with the natural eyes but when the light of god's word somebody said your word is a lamp unto come on somebody your word is a lamp unto my feet. When you get yourself exposed to the word, the word is like light. It shows what is hidden. It shows what is what is deficient. It shows what is the, what the problem is. So you get exposed to the word, the authentic word of God. It will show and reveal what is hidden in your life that is affecting you. There are some people who are demonically oppressed and they don't know about it. And there are some signs about it that I will talk to you later at other moments. But I want to specifically address how the devil works and how you can overcome the attacks of the enemy. I want you to open the Bible in John chapter 8, verse 44. John chapter 8. I got really thirsty. John chapter 8. Is anybody feeling cold or here or are you guys okay? Okay? All right. I saw Linda there. <laughs> John 8.44. John 8.44. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees. And he said, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him when he speaks a lie he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it first thing I want to say to you is that the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of the enemy, is a kingdom that is established and based on lies. The primary weapon that the devil uses and has always used is lies. Jesus himself said he's a murderer from the beginning, beginning. And, and there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own resources because he's a liar and the father of it. See, the devil copies everything. The only thing he created is lying because the Bible says he's the father of lies. But everything else he copies. What we're talking about, Pastor. See the rainbow in the book of Genesis. What is that about? 
the covenant between man and God. And the devil recently has stolen the rainbow. <laughs> and so many other things. Yeah. He, he loves to copy because he does not create anything. Yeah. All he does is to lie. And so the primary resource, the primary weapon the devil uses against believers is lies. And he has done this from the very beginning. Let me give an example. Adam and Eve had the Spirit of God. They were in the Garden of Eden, which means pleasure, by the way. In Hebrew, Eden means pleasure. So God set up, created man, and put man and woman in the Garden of Pleasure. Place of joy, place of abundance. There was no lack, there was no disease, there was no sickness, there was no pain, nothing. Imagine that place. And God gave man dominion over what? Over the earth. He said, you, you shall rule over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the animals on the ground. And as a matter of fact, Adam even named the animals. Remember that? He named the animals. He was very intelligent. Invincible and couldn't even die until the serpent came there and the devil knew that he could not get Adam by force why? Adam was stronger because he was with God but he was looking for something called agreement the devil is looking for agreement he wants you to agree with him he wants a point of contact with you that you will agree with him and believe him because when you believe a lie, you empower that lie. Whatever you believe, you enforce. Whatever you believe, it will affect how you live. Your life is a result of your belief. You can say you love Jesus, but your actions will speak otherwise. If you love Jesus, your actions will speak like it. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect, but your actions will show if you love Jesus or not. Not just your speech, not just when you lift up your hands in church, though all that is good, all that is wonderful. But your actions, how you behave, how you think, how you see, how you do when no one is looking, that will speak volumes. Amen? Amen. Come on. So the serpent came, and what did the serpent do? Why am I saying that? Because the devil is still doing the same thing today. Exactly <laughs> same. And it works. That's why he's doing it. What did God tell Eve? Don't eat out of that fruit. Because when you do it, you shall surely die. So some people think, well, she didn't die. Well, she did. Spiritually. Boom. She instantly, the light that was in her, boom, turned off. That's why, remember when they were hiding from God? And then God said, where are you, Adam? God knew where he was, but he wanted to, Adam to know. Amen. And so, Adam said, we're, we're naked. How did he know? The spiritual life, the light that was in them was gone. Instantly. So, God said, don't eat it. Because when you do, you shall die. When God says something, he really means it. Oh, but he didn't mean that way. Yeah, he did. God does not waste words. God does, I'm going to say that again. God does not, does not waste words. He'll not just say stuff just to say it. When he says something, there's a purpose behind it. Amen. When he says something, he really means everything he says. Everything he said in the Bible, he really means that. He really means there's a heaven. He really means there's a hell. He really means about sin. He really means about salvation. He really, really means about righteousness. He really means about holiness. He really means about deliverance. He really Hallelujah. means about power of yes. darkness over darkness. He really means about everything he says in the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, he really means it. The devil will always try to diminish the power of the Word of God. Did God really say that? Did he really mean that when you eat that you shall die? I don't think he did. And Eve was like, oh, maybe. Maybe he didn't. 
Maybe he did not mean that for real. When the moment you begin to question the word, it was the point of access to the devil. And that's what the devil wants. He wants you to question the promises of God for your life. He wants you to question the abundant life that Jesus has for you, that he paid for. You know, I want everything Jesus paid for me. I want every benefit of the cross. I, I know that I'm going to heaven, but I want all the benefits here on the earth. I want to walk in victory. I want to Hallelujah. walk in authority. I want to walk in power over all the powers of darkness. Because Jesus said, I will give you power to trade upon serpents and scorpions and nothing will do you any harm. That's what he said. And I believe it's possible today. And so the moment that Eve began to question that word, that's all the devil wanted. The devil, he likes to fish. It's like, for example, when you go fishing, you have the, the bait, right? When the fish catch the bait, then you just pull it. That's what he does with people. The devil throws the bait. What is the bait? It's a question. Did he really say that? Did he really mean that? If you catch the bait, the devil's going to pull you. And that's what he did with Eve. When she caught the bait of the question, did God say? The devil always put a question mark where God has put an exclamation mark. Jesus said, the thief does not come to but to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come to give you life and life in abundance. He'll say, did he really mean that? Yes, he did. <laughs> The moment I begin to question the word is the moment that I begin to be pulled into the arena of the devil. God works through faith. The devil works through unbelief and doubt. Without faith, you cannot please. Guys. Come on, you're too quiet. Without faith, it is impossible. Please, God. For it is necessary that whoever believes in him Believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who jealous Come on, somebody's reading the Bible. Amen. <laughs> I'm just joking, by the way. Let's <laughs> relax. So Eve began to question the word, and doubt came, and she began to ponder on what the devil was saying. So remember this: what is the primary weapon of the devil? Lies. What does he want you to do with his lies? He wants first step is he wants you to ponder about it maybe he's right no he's not because jesus said there's no truth in him whenever the devil is speaking to you remember there's no truth in him he's a liar and the father of lies i'm here to destroy the works of the devil in the name of oh, jesus yeah. offer yeah. the for this reason the son of god made manifest that he yes. might destroy the works of the devil yes so eve begin to ponder even begin to question that and the moment she did, she opened the door. When you begin to be filled with unbelief, and we feel that. How many ever felt that spirit of unbelief approaching you? Have you ever felt that on your mind? About the promise of God. How many ever felt like giving up? Come on. Just be honest with me. I've never met anybody who never felt like giving up. <laughs> Even people who do great. There was a moment in their lives where they felt like giving up, throwing the towel, give up, don't do what you're supposed to do, just forget about it. Who cares? It's the devil. He does not want you to succeed. He does not want you to go up. He does not want you to succeed in your spiritual life, in your natural life. He hates you. He hates your family. He hates your, uh, the call of God upon your life. He hates the seed that God has placed on the inside of you. God has placed his seed of the word on the inside of you. That's why the devil hates you so much. Because when he sees you, he sees the image of God. And he's like, wow, he gets scared. Hmm. So Eve begins to ponder, maybe he's right. And then the devil came with the next lie. Number one was, did God really say? Putting a question. Where God did not put a question. God did not question that. He said, when you eat, you shall surely die. The devil said, did God really say? God said, you shall surely. No question about it. You shall surely die. The devil, did God really say? See, how many have promises from God in your life? 
Come on, raise your hand. Don't be afraid to raise your hand. How many believe in these promises? You better believe it. <laughs> the devil will always question the promise. Always. That's how he does it. That's how he works. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to expose how he works so you can clearly see next time you hear the whispers of the enemy, you know how he works and what he's trying to do. So he questioned and then he says what? As a matter of fact, God does not want you to eat of that fruit because you'll become like him. What's next slide? To distort the image of God. God the, the God, the devil wants to distort the image of your father. We sing, he's a good, good father. Yes, you are, right? The hell is that? You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. The devil say, really? Are you really loved by God? If you were loved by God, that would not be happening. Come on, somebody. How, how many know what I'm talking about? Are you really loved by God? Do you really believe that? Yes, I do. Oh, but you're going through trouble. Jesus also did. <laughs> the apostles also did. But they didn't question the love of God. Amen. So the devil always questioned and he'll, he'll, he'll try to distort the image of your father and say, if God was that good, this stuff would not be happening to you. If God were truly, he truly cared about you, this would not be happening. And so he tries to, number one, question the promise. Number two, distort the image of God. And Eve fell for it. She built, she, number one, she questioned along with the devil. She agreed with the devil. The moment you agree with the devil, you empower him. He's got no power if you don't agree with him. Now, if you shut down and say, no devil, you shut your mouth up in the name of Jesus Christ and get out of my life, he'll, he, he can't do anything about it. But the moment you begin to commune and fellowship with the lie, you open the door. And that's why you got some people in the church that they are, they are Christians, they are saved, but they are living enslaved by lies. And I've met many people who are enslaved by, by lies from their past. And I'm going to be covering some of it today. But I definitely want to uh, uh, pray for everyone here tonight. And then, they, and then the moment that Eve believed that lie about God, he lied about the Word of God, and he lied about the image of God. The Word of God was, you shall surely die if you eat it. Did he really mean that? He didn't. Number two, God does not want you to be like him. He questioned the relationship of God with Eve and the covenant he had with Eve. She also believed that. Now, what is the next thing when you believe something? There will be some action because belief causes action. Whatever you believe, it will be reviewed by your actions more than what you say. I know what I'm saying. Your life will speak more than your words. I'm not saying your words are not important because they are very important. Because the Bible says that, that there's power of life and death in the... So it's very important. I'm not downplaying the, the, the importance of words. But your life, your actions will speak very loud. What did James say? Faith without works is... Yeah. Come on, somebody's reading the Bible. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm joking with you, okay? <laughs> Faith that works is? That means that there's an action, there, that is, there's a correlation between believing and acting upon. So Eve believed the devil was the next thing she did. She acted upon it. She believed that she could eat of the fruit and nothing would happen. That God was lying. But she was not consciously, consciously thinking, oh, he's lying to me. No, she was not. She was deceived. 
she was under a spell because the devil has the has a, an amazing terrible power to of deception that puts like a spell on your eyes and you can't see how many ever ever seen people that are dealing with some problems and you try to uh, warn them and they can't see it come on you know what that is demonic power that has blinded them from the truth even the apostle Paul said about unbelievers that they they have like a veil that they cannot see the light of Christ has blinded the eyes of unbelievers so the devil has a power of delusion to, to put a, 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 a blind spot where people cannot see. And so when the moment that Eve agreed, the moment that Eve believed, she gave, she gave open herself up to receive the power of delusion. And she got blinded. Now that's the tricky part. When you get blinded, that's, that's huge. That's because you cannot, you can, if you're blind, you cannot walk properly. So the moment the devil blinded her, she, she was vulnerable. Now be very careful that you're not vulnerable to the devil because he's got no mercy. Yes. <clears throat> close the door. Close every door of access to the enemy in your life instantly. The moment you feel, close that door. Quickly. Don't play with the devil. Don't play with thoughts. Don't play with whispers of the enemy in your mind. Don't play with it. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Don't downplay little thoughts that come. Big problems start very small. I've seen people commit suicide and they were warned about it. And they even said, yes, amen, it's true. Well, they ended up killing themselves. But always start with a little lie, a little bit, just, just a little bit. But one little bit after a little bit after a little bit becomes a big one. So Eve was blinded. What next thing she did? She ate of the fruit. And the moment she ate, the devil was like, yes! That's what I was trying to get you to do. I was leading you to it. But he didn't force the fruit into her. He led her into that fruit. He couldn't force. He couldn't. He couldn't say, "Open your mouth, Eve." Here you go. Boom. He couldn't do it. He had to lead her to that place of vulnerability. And I believe. Listen to me right now. He's still doing that today. And I'm gonna say to you, how many are getting something out of this? Amen. Is that blessing somebody? Whew. There are some things the devil does, and I'm going to try to cover this in about 10 minutes. But I'll definitely teach more next month. Something the devil does with believers especially. I want to talk primarily to believers here today. Because unbelievers, they are already in the hands of the enemy. Right? They're blinded. The Bible says they're blinded. They cannot see the light of the gospel. But we as believers, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are the temple. He lives in us. So I personally don't believe a true Christian who is full of the Holy Ghost can be demon possessed. I don't believe that. And, and I even saw Reinhard Bonke speaking about it. He said it's too small of an apartment for, to, 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 for the Holy Spirit to have his dwelling and then demons dwell inside. I know it's a very... Um, some people get passionate about this topic, but it's okay. Just, just bear with me for a second. Amen? People will tell me, oh, but I, I saw a pastor that was demon possessed. Well, okay, you, you saw somebody who had a title of a pastor, but that does not really mean they were a pastor. <laughs> I mean, you got full of demons. I was seeing one preacher, he said that he, he went to run a revival in one of the towns, it was in the, in the inner city, and, and, and then he was um, standing, and then all of a sudden, uh, the pastor and his wife fall on the ground, foam in the mouth, demon possessed. And I was like, what? and he was like, whoa, <laughs> the guy who invited me, like foam in the mouth full of devils. What is, what is that about? So, but don't allow experience to change the word of God. The Bible says, if you are uh, of God, if you, uh, you know, Jesus knows who those who are His. And also the Bible says, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So He abides in you. He lives inside of you. 
Now, one thing is this. The enemy, even if he does not dwell inside of you, he will try to afflict you and torment you and oppress you and attack you from the outside and that many times will affect you emotionally and in your mind and it will be really bad even if you're not possessed. Does that make sense? I've seen believers totally messed up in their minds, their emotions, and they were not possessed, but the devil was damaging them big time. Now, I want to say a number of things that the devil does to afflict you. Number one, the way he works with lies, accusation. If you want to write this down, you can write the accusation. The enemy brings condemnation. He brings condemnation about what? About things you have done in the past. He brings condemnation. What is condemnation? It's a sense of guilt that never lets you go. It's a sense that cripples you. It's a feeling that puts you down. It's a feeling that puts you away from God. But let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit, He does not bring condemnation. The Holy Spirit brings conviction. And there's a big difference between those two. Conviction leads you to repentance and change. And always leads you to God. The Holy Spirit will show you things that are wrong in your life with the purpose to redeem you, to forgive you, to attract you to the Father, and to lead you to the truth. And there's always hope in conviction. Yes. When you're doing something wrong, the Holy Spirit says, Hey, don't go that direction. Don't do that contract. Don't hang out with that person. Don't go that route. Don't go that way. Don't watch this movie. Don't watch, don't listen to this song. Don't listen to this. Don't teach your children this. And the Holy Spirit gives several instructions in our lives, in our daily lives. If we allow Him to do, the Holy Spirit wants to be your best friend and He wants to guide you into the truth. That's what Jesus said. I will not leave you orphans, but I'll send you the Comforter, the Teacher, and the Guide. He'll lead you into all truth. So conviction, what is conviction? Is the Holy Spirit pointing stuff in your life to change you. The devil works through condemnation. What is it? There's no solution. God is mad at you. There's no forgiveness. There's no way you can be free. Now listen, you've messed up. It's too late now. It's too late. It's too late. How many have ever heard that? It's too late now. You better just go all the way wrong because you've messed up already. Just go all the way wrong because you're, you're done. That's how the devil works. How he works? Lies. With what? Condemnation. There is a, there is a, a, a godly sorrow which is really good. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. I want to bring you the word because, you know, a lot of people sometimes who teach deliverance there's a lot of opinion and there's no word right I'm gonna give you this I'm gonna give you that okay but there's a lot of opinion where's the word the word is what brings truth amen so 2nd Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 are you there for godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. So the Bible is telling us that there is a sorrow that comes from God. But that sorrow is out of conviction and leads to repentance and it actually leads to life. So if you mourn about sin, there's a godly sorrow. But that godly sorrow is not for you to be forever mourning. But it's for you to repent and change. However, the devil works through condemnation. But go to Romans chapter 8, verse 1. If I were you, I'd write these scriptures down. Romans chapter 1 and, 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 and Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. I'm going to try to run this in 10 minutes and I'm going to pray for everybody and we're going to believe God for God's power to touch you tonight in Jesus name mm -hmm. 
Whatever the devil has been trying to work in your life is going to be broken in Jesus' name. Whatever lie he's been trying to implement in your system is going to come out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Whatever demonic activity has been going on in your mindset, I'm telling you it's going to be broken off of your mind in Jesus' name. Because the Bible says we can pull down strongholds and everything that's exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> there is therefore now no condemnation. Say no condemnation. No condemnation. Say no condemnation. No condemnation. Say like you mean it, no condemnation. No condemnation. To who? To those who are in Christ Jesus. Ask your neighbor, are you in Christ Jesus? Are you in Christ Jesus? <laughs> Come on. Are you? Yes. Are you? There's now no condemnation. Yes. To you. To those who are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now verse 2 is amazing. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Yes. Oh, you didn't hear that. Because if you heard it, you'd shout. I'm telling you, I get more excited about this than the World Cup. I get more excited about this than anything. Hallelujah. Look at this. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ? Yes. 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 Are you in Christ Jesus? Are you in Christ Jesus? Are you for real? Amen. For the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Who is in Christ? Yeah. Say me. 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 Has made me free from the law of sin and death. That means I don't have to live under bondage anymore. I'm not a slave to the devil. He's got no place in me. He's got no authority in me. He's got no power over my life. He's got no power over my finances. He's got no power over my family, over my marriage, over the church, over the business. He's got no power. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want to clap to Jesus, you can clap louder than that. Now, I'm not saying this. The Bible is saying this. It's the Word of God. And listen, the devil will always try to diminish and downplay the power of the Word of God. Nah. It's written, but it's not like this. <laughs> Look at your life. Listen. If something in my life is not in line with the Word, my life has to change, but the Word does not change. I cannot change the Word to fit my experience. I gotta change my experience to fit the Word. Oh, but my life, you know, it, it, with us is different. No, it's different, <laughs> but then you're wrong. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, in my life, it's not like that. Pastor Hermes, it's written that, but in my life it's not like that. Then you change and then you fit into that. Sometimes we got to humble ourselves and say, I'm wrong. I'm not experiencing this. Why? Lord, show me. Holy Spirit will. If you ask, Lord, what is wrong? I'm telling you, He's going to show you what's wrong. Problem is, some of us are too proud to say, Lord, am I wrong? Just... Come on, show me. If I'm doing something wrong, let me know. I want to do what is right. Now, if you are humble enough, the Bible says, humble yourself before the Lord and He will exalt you. If you humble yourself before the Lord, if, you, if I humble myself, I'm telling the Holy Spirit, He's amazing. He'll come and say, this is wrong, change, I'm going to bless you. The thing is, are you willing to do that? You got to be willing to humble yourself completely to change and be blessed it's way better than be proud and then live as you are living or whatever is wrong come on how many are getting something amen yes Whew. the devil works through condemnation God works through conviction and condemnation is a crippling feeling it cripples you. Someone who's condemned cannot even pray. You can't worship, right? If you're full of condemnation, how can you worship God? Right? 
How many ever felt condemned? Everyone. Come on, be honest. You ever felt condemned by something you've done, or you've something you've said, or you thought, or you, however you did, you felt condemnation. Does it? How does it feel? Terrible. Can you approach God with confidence with that? With that? No. Can you pray for somebody? How many ever felt that you were you felt so bad and someone's like, "Can you pray for me right now?" You're like, mm, "No, <laughs> not really." <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I experienced that when I was a teenager. I was um, I prayed for people, I ministered. Since I was 16, I've been preaching the word. And sometimes, if I thought something wrong or did something wrong, when I was very young, in my faith, I was like, "Oh, I, I'm not qualified," you know. I, I, not good enough. So when somebody says, can you pray for me? I was like, no, not really. Why? Because condemnation will cripple your faith. That's why the devil fights you so hard so you can feel condemned. Because he knows if you're condemned, you cannot even worship God. You cannot praise. You cannot worship. You cannot pray for people. You cannot be effective because condemnation will cripple your faith. That's why he fights you so hard for you to be condemned. But listen to me. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will not it has made me free yes not will make me free when I get to heaven it has made me free now now right now say right now right now not in heaven now 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 the devil does not want you to believe that religion does not want you to believe religion will always bring you condemnation oh, you're not good enough you're not oh goodness Number two. Oh, it's hot. Number two. Thank you. <laughs> the, the devil works through temptation. Accusation. Number two. Temptation. Are you writing this down? Accusation. Number two. Temptation. What is temptation? The word temptation, it comes from the same root word for test. It's a test. It's, it's um, a test that will see your faithfulness or lack thereof. In other words, the devil will test your faith. And thank you so much. The devil will test. Now, let, let, let me tell you this. Did Jesus get tempted? Yes or no? Yes, he does. The Bible says in Hebrews that he was tempted with everything. That literally means everything. Now let me ask a question. How do you remember the temptation in Matthew chapter 4 of the wilderness? Now go to 1 John. I'm giving a lot of Bible today. It's good to preach the Bible, Amen. I love to preach the Bible. My opinion is not good enough. You gotta have the Bible. First John 2, verse 15 and 16. I'm gonna try to speed this up in, in, in 10 minutes. I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna let you out of here. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, but there's so much that has been in my heart. This morning I was studying, I was praying. I was praying for you this morning. I was praying for the service this morning. So, Lord, touch the people. Br bring clarity in your words that will affect people's lives. That they'll not just come here to listen to another sermon, but that they will have understanding from your word and that your word will change them. First John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Wow. That's crazy. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Huh. That's a heavy blow. Uh, verse 16. Look, now, what is the world? For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Let me tell you this, a secret. Jesus was tempted in all these three. 
Matthew chapter 4. The devil, after he's being hungry, being fa having fasted for 40 days, what did the devil tell him? If you are the Son of God, again, if, doubt, unbelief. What did he say to Eve? Did God really say? What did he say to Jesus? If you're the Son of God. He's always come with ifs and buts. But tonight we're going to kick his butt in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. What is that? The bread thing. The lust of the flesh. Why? Jesus was hungry. Your body needs food. How many love to eat? Your body craves food. If you go into fasting, you're going to feel that. You're going to feel it. How many of you have gone on fasting? You're like, your stomach's like growling. <laughs> your flesh is crying out for food. So Jesus was hungry. And the devil was like, oh, the last of the flesh. Here's the bread. Tell these stones to become bread. You can do it. If you're the Son of God, you can do it. And then Jesus said, Men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word. He overcame that. How did he overcome that? Through the word. That's why the devil does, does not like the word. He wants people to hear all kinds of teaching, but no word in it. Because the word is what's going to set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. What's the other, uh, the last of the eyes? What is it? The devil took Jesus up. The very high place where he saw all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil told him, Do you want this? You can have all of it right now. You don't have to die on the cross. You don't have to wait to be risen. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to be crucified. That's foolish. Let me teach you a better route. That's what the devil was telling him. The Father had said, You shall suffer in the hands of sinners. You shall die. You shall be crucified. The sins of the world will be laid upon you. Jesus, you, you're going to go through that. And the devil's like, I got a better route for you. I got a shortcut. I got a shortcut for you. It's way better. Bow down and worship me because this has been given to me. Now, now isn't that crazy? That the devil told Jesus, This has been given to me. And Jesus didn't say, you're lying. When, when was that given to him? When? Adam. When Adam and Eve sinned, they were giving the authority to the devil. That's why Paul said that he is the God of little g, God of this world. And then he said, just worship me and I'll give it to you. What is that? The last of the eyes. He said, Jesus, look. It can be yours. Eve was also consumed with the last of the eyes. She was seeing the fruit. How tasteful looked. The last of the eyes. Same things are happening even today. The last of the eyes. The devil is telling people, telling men, oh, you know what? Look at that lady. You know, you can have that. You can you, uh, you can have this. Just you can have that. Or or, or, or that young lady. So you can you can look at that man, he's better than your husband, and he's doing this and blah blah. And, and the devil's still working that way, the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, he's still working the same way he did in the garden. And it was the other one, the pride of life. Je the devil took Jesus and said, throw yourself out of here. Because the Bible says, because the word says that the angels will, will take care of you and you shall not uh, hurt yourself. And then Jesus overcame that one too. He said, don't, it is also written, don't tempt the Lord your God. Say, the, last of the, uh, the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes and the point of life. These things are still working today. The, the tricks of the enemy are the same. Why? Because it works. He does not want to change tricks. You don't change what's working. Now, if we change our game, then we'll beat him. He, he cannot do anything with us. Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to... Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the next month. I'm telling you. It's a lot of information. But, um... Number one, accusation. 
Be very aware of accusation in your life. Be very aware that if you're not accused of your past, don't be a slave of your past. Let your past be the past. If you live in the past, you'll not be able to succeed in the future, in the present and in the future. It's like a ghost that you have, you gotta let go. Oh, but I've made, you cannot change the past. Let it go. Receive the forgiveness that come from Christ and move on. Oh, but I want to fix this. Well, I'm sorry, you cannot change it. I've made this mistake. It's done. Repent. Ask for forgiveness and move on. The devil wants you to stay bound. Oh, but you failed this and you failed that. Listen, everybody has done wrong. You got to learn how to move on. Temptation. The devil will tempt you to disobey God. He'll tempt you to even delay your obedience. By something also called distraction. What is distraction? The devil trying to steer you away from the purpose of God. God has a purpose for you. The devil sends send you a distraction to lead you away from what you're supposed to do. And sometimes that's not a big sin. See, in the church we have the general idea of sins, adultery, fornication, uh, pornography, drugs, homosexuality. Okay, these are our sins. But, you know, pride, envy, jealousy, um, distractions that lead me away from the will of God, it's not a big deal. That's when we fail because we become vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. We think it's not a big deal. Oh, gossip. No, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. <laughs> Hallelujah. But is anybody getting something out of this? How he works. He works with thoughts. And I know some people are getting sleepy here. But listen to me right now. Just give me 10 minutes. We're going to be done. <laughs> I've been saying that for a while. How many give me five more minutes? Raise your hand if you give me five more. Five, 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 five. It's 20 right there. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm telling you, the devil gets mad when we expose how he works. Because if, if we know how he works, we can know how to, how to beat him up, literally. You're not supposed to be a slave of the devil. He's got no place in your life. He's got no authority. You have authority. You have power over the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to continue that on the, on the, on the following month. I'm, I'm telling you, but there's, there's three more things I want to talk to you about. Distraction, discouragement, and depression. That's how he works. Distraction, discouragement. How many have ever felt discouragement? Mm -hmm. I'm a minister and I've felt discouragement in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm a preacher and I'm like, I'm not supposed to feel that, but it's the devil trying to attack yes. me. Yes. And I have to fight against it and say, No, I shall not be discouraged because I shall look and see what the Lord has done and what He's doing and what He will do. And you get out of here, devil, in Jesus' name. You'll be discouraged because you know your future. I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to the lake of fire. You are. You are the one who should be discouraged. I'm not discouraged. I know the end of the book. My name is written in the book of life. Amen. You're condemned already. Yes. Therefore, you should feel very discouraged, devil. As a matter of fact, there's no e exit for you. There's no way out. You're bound. You're in a pipeline to the lake of fire. And there's no way you can do about it to get out of it. Yes. That's now, that is discouraging. <laughs> now you understand why he wants you to feel discouraged because he's so discouraged himself <laughs> he's thinking man there's no way I can get out of this I'm already doomed for eternity I gotta make somebody feel discouraged and then you got life you got salvation you got forgiveness you got eternal life you got the Holy Ghost living inside of you and the devil is trying to make you feel discouraged 
when he should be the one feeling discouraged. You got the Holy Ghost inside of you. You got power. You got the Spirit of the Living God living on the inside of you. The same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is oh, inside of Jesus. you. And the devil is trying to make you feel discouraged. <laughs> Rise up in Jesus' name and say, Devil, I shall not be discouraged. You shall be discouraged. Just laugh at him by faith. Ha ha ha. You're discouraged, devil. <laughs> you, you, you're trying to make me feel discouraged look at your life devil you are discouraged the devil the Bible says the devil knows his time is short uh -huh. he's this and he's looking he's going around like a lion seeking whom he may devour but not here not on our watch not now <laughs> no no I say no to the devil no to his will, no to his thoughts, no to his lies, no to his accusation, hallelujah, no to his temptations, no to his ideas, no to his unbelief, no to everything he says, I do not accept it, I do not receive it, I do not commune and fellowship with his lies, I don't care what he says. Stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. I wish I could have preached more, but I don't, I don't want to make you sleep, amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Glory. Close your eyes for a moment. I got the oil of the anointing here. We're going to pray for people. How many are blessed by this teaching? Amen. The sound system said amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to share with your friends. The Ministry of World Evangelism in the Nations and Building of the Local Church is made possible by generous contributions of friends and partners. We highly encourage you to give a love offering or partner with us monthly at www.revivalexplosion.com. Please send us your prayer request to office at revivalexplosion.com. Stay tuned for upcoming podcasts. God bless you.